So, Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning and we say thank you again just for already meeting us. Your presence is so thick in this place and we want more of you. God, as we dive more into intimacy, I just pray, Jesus, that you would be speaking to our hearts and that every single one of us would hear from you today. God, we want to know you more. We want to have an intimate relationship with you. And so we say yes and amen to all you want to speak to our hearts today. In the name of Jesus, amen. So over the past couple weeks, we have been talking about intimacy. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but what's been stirring in me and what the Lord's been showing me has been um, really just I'm excited for what God is doing uh, through us, and I'm excited for what is to come. I believe that uh, when we walk in intimacy with the Lord, our whole life changes. I believe that when we encounter his love in a way that we've never encountered it before, and we have intimate relationship with him, our whole life changes. And uh, last week, Ryan was sharing about how it's not just one encounter, but it's an actual journey that we're on with the Lord. So when I shared a couple weeks ago, I shared about this one encounter that I had with the Lord. But what happened was I encountered the Lord every day after. And so it has become a journey of intimacy with him every single day since that day. When we walk in intimacy with the Lord, one of the greatest things happens, and that is that our relationships change. We go from having unhealthy habits and relationships that might be codependent to having healthy, thriving relationships that are so um, out of the overflow of our relationship with the Lord. So when we are pouring in, when the Lord's pouring in his life into us, when he's pouring out his love into us, everything that overflows into, uh, out of us is into our relationships, and that's his love, and that's an encounter with him. Um, we are... When we walk in intimacy with the Lord, we come to know him in a way that we have not. And there's that, this place in us. I was talking about this a couple weeks ago. There's a place in our hearts that is empty. There is a place in us that we are constantly striving to get filled. And when I was sharing my story, and if you want to go back and listen to it, if you didn't, um, you can check it out on our website. But I was, always, I was talking about how um, I grew up just thinking that it was people that was what was going to fill me. I was constantly waiting for the Lord to bring people into my life to be that enough for me. But really what it was was it's him. It's his presence in our life. It's the relationship that he wants to have with us that is enough for us. And we then get to meet the needs of others. So it's not out of a lack. It's out of the overflow that we're meeting the needs of others. So if we're meeting it out of a lack and we're trying to get our need met, then there's probably going to be some dysfunction in that relationship. And so the Lord wants us to have healthy relationships with each other. When we walk in relationship with the Lord and intimacy with him, we are being fully known by him and he is becoming fully known to us. We are acknowledging that we are made for that intimacy with him. You know, it wasn't until I actually um, had a relationship with the Lord, had that encounter, that intimacy encounter with him, that I actually knew what healthy relationships were. It wasn't until I um, actually realized that he is enough for me instead of me just saying it, that I actually knew how to love the people around me and not need to grab anything from them. 
As I've been praying for today and praying for this family and for each one of us, I've felt an urgency to speak about what it looks like to live in community when we have intimacy with the Lord. Because I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to what's going on in this nation. I'm sure you have. But there is so much division, so much strife that's going on. And we get to look different than that. And it comes from a relationship with the Lord. It comes from actually having intimacy with him. When we uh, choose to walk in intimacy with the Lord, we should have the most healthy marriages, the most healthy relationships, not because we're good at performing and, and doing things that we're supposed to do, but because we're experiencing intimacy with the Lord every day. And it's out of that overflow of our relationship with him that's affecting how we treat our spouse, how we treat our kids, how we treat our friends, and how we're walking out in this community. People will see how we treat each other and they will look at the healthy marriages and they will wonder, what is it that you have? Why is it your life so much different than mine? And it's going to draw them to wanting that intimacy with the Lord because that's really what they're longing for. That's really what is going to help their marriage or help them in their workplace or with their friendships. Today we're going to talk about relationships with one another. And what does it look like when we're fully walking in intimacy with the Lord? Does it look like the world or does it look like the church? Does it look like what it's supposed to look like? That we are in love with Jesus and that he is enough for us. I think a lot of times we can look a lot like the, like the world and we bring division in. And that's something that the Lord wants us to change. He doesn't want us to look like the world. He wants us to go out there and change the world. When we start to talk about this stuff today, we need to take a look at ourselves. This isn't for any other person but you, right? So this isn't for someone that maybe you're struggling with and you're like, man, if they would just do these things, then it would be really good. But this is us actually taking responsibility for us and saying, what do I need to change? Where is my relationship with the Lord? Do I have intimacy with him? Or is there something that's holding me back from really allowing the Lord into those places? So instead of us being a victim and saying, if they would just change those things, let's actually change ourselves. Let's actually look at, at what God wants to do in us. We get to ask the hard question of, am I walking in intimacy with the Lord and does it reflect in my life? These aren't things that we're going to be talking about. They're not things to shame us or to make us feel bad. It, really, it all is things that would flow out of us as we walk in intimacy with the Lord. So it's not even something that we have to come up with. I don't have to have better relationships because I'm going to do all these things to make them better. It's all going to be an overflow of your relationship with the Lord. So really, all we're doing is we're encountering him. We're going to him and saying, I want an intimate relationship with you. I invite you into every area of my life, and I want you to see all of me. And out of that, I, I is going to be an overflow into all of my relationships. So when we're talking about intimacy with the Lord and, and what it looks like when we live in community with one another, I, I wrote down three different things that we're going to talk through. The first one is non-negotiable love. When we live in intimacy with the Lord, we are fully loved. And it's not just a head knowledge, it actually is a heart knowledge. You actually understand it in your heart. For me, when I was, you know, I've grown up, I've known the Lord my whole life. 
But it wasn't until a couple years ago that I actually got his love in my heart. Like I, I understood it up here, and I would say it, and I would walk it, but it didn't really catch my heart until I said to him in that room one day, I'm not leaving here until you encounter my heart, until I actually experience intimacy with you. I will not leave this place. His love is what pours out of our lives onto others. It isn't something that we come up with or a feeling that we have. It's an overflow of what he's pouring into our lives. Everything that we, all the time that we spend with him should be an overflow that goes and touches all the relationships that we're in. In Romans 12.10, it says this, Be devoted to, uh, to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. In Colossians 3, 12 through 17, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which, he, which binds them together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as a member of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And in 1 Peter 4.8, it says, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. So if you were to look at your life and look at your relationship with the Lord, does it reflect that you are walking in intimacy with the Lord? Is his love what's pouring out in all of your relationships, in all of your conversations? I was thinking about those that maybe we're struggling with and What's the first thing that we need to do if we're actually struggling with someone? We actually need to not do what the world says. Because what the world's going to tell us is who's right, you know, figure out who's right in this. And then fight for what you want to fight for, right? Like fight against that person. Or let's close that person off because you're struggling with them. So let's walk away from them instead of actually working on a relationship with them. And that's what we've been taught. That's the world. That's what they do. That's why there's division in this world. But we get to actually do something totally opposite of that. We first, instead of us being angry that someone, I'm struggling with someone, I get to actually go to the Lord. And I, gotta, I get to look at him and say, what's going on with me? Is there anything in me that needs to be changed? Is there anything in me that is struggling with what just happened? What do I need to get healed in me so that I can respond well? God, show me your eyes for that person instead of what I'm seeing right in front of me. Because right now, I just want to punch them out. But God, I know your heart is so much better than that. And I know you don't want division between me and anyone else. I am called to love everyone. But we don't always love everyone. And we live like the world a lot of times. And we shut off people. And we say, I don't even want to go there. But that's not who we're called to be. The first place that we are to go is 
is to the Lord when we're having a hard time with someone. Because when we walk in intimacy with the Lord, we begin to see people the way that he does instead of through our own view here on earth. And we get to see what actually that person might be going through or what even we're going through. God gives us a glimpse of that. He shows us deeper things when we actually go to him first. Love means being patient and expressing kindness. Love does not remember slights or hold grudges or recall bad history. Love is unselfish and thoughtful. Loving people bears all things well and believe the best of others. Love is not an action, or is an action, not just a word. And real love allows people to change. Non-negotiable love is being the best experience of Christ, or expression of Christ to others. Putting love first and last in every situation keeps us abiding in the presence of God. Non-negotiable love can heal and seal every problem that may occur in every relationship and situation. His love can cover every problem and every division that we might have in another relationship. He wants to meet us in those places, and he wants to come and heal those places. Often we say, well, I don't have to be friends with everybody, or um, that person is just not in my circle of friends, so it doesn't really matter. And we make excuses, and we justify our actions, and it never says that we're supposed to do that. In the Word, it actually says in Matthew 22, 37 through 39, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is, like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So right there, Jesus is inviting us into intimacy with him. He is saying, come and meet with me. Let's have intimacy. Let me, love me with everything that's in you. Open your life up to me because I want to meet you in all those places. And when you do that, everything that flows out of you is going to love your neighbor. It never gives us an excuse to not love anybody. If you're struggling to even like someone or you're having a hard time and how they're treating you or they're treating other, others, then we need to first look at our own heart. Because I think that a lot of times it's hitting on a wound that we may have. I was thinking about this morning about um, the Lord showed me this picture of someone with a, just a gaping wound on their arm. And it was festering and it was gross and it was red and it was just really yucky. And they were in a crowd of people and they just kept hiding it from everybody. They were trying to, to not let anybody touch it. And so then they would stay back and they didn't want to be in the midst of where people were. They were holding back. And as I was uh, asking the Lord what he was talking about, he said a lot of times we have heart wounds. There are things that have happened to us. People have hurt us. And so because of that, that place hasn't been healed by the Lord yet. So it's just open and it's gaping. And every time someone comes up to do something, we're afraid they're going to hurt us some more. We don't want them to touch us. We don't want them to be around us. So we then back out of relationship instead of actually have a connection with one another. But God, he, in an instant, he can heal that place. It's in his presence that he heals those places so that we don't have to avoid relationship. We don't have to avoid being, um, having intimacy with one another. I was thinking, too, like, who knows? Maybe that person that is hurting you or that you're struggling with, if you actually were to work it out one day, what if they actually had a word for you? What if the Lord actually wanted to use them in your life? 
But we, a lot of times, just close off and we hold back. And the Lord wants to break all those walls down and have us be so loving and that everything in our relationship with him would just flow into those relationships with others. Loving someone doesn't mean we always agree with them or we condone their actions. It means that intimacy with the Lord is going to overflow in my life and touch those around me. It's not something that I have to work up. I think a lot of times we, we're taught, like the world does, you know, I mean, we're watching it right now. There's so much division because nobody agrees with one another. And so we hate the other person or whatever it is. And that is not how we're called to be. As God's kids, we are not called to do that. So we may not agree with the other person or agree with how they're even acting or whatever's going on, but that does not give us the right to not love them. God wants to show us who they are. He wants to give us his eyes for them and for us to love them unconditionally, non-negotiable love. The second thing is relationships of openness and honesty. When we walk in intimacy with the Lord, we are fully loved and fully accepted. We're not lacking anything. So we don't need anything from anybody. Right? We're not needy. We're not looking for someone to fulfill those things in us. Like I was telling you guys a couple weeks ago, I was killing my relationships because I was so needy that I was just like, please come and fill this. And I would pull anybody in that would allow me to. But when we are walking in intimacy, we are full. So that means that we have nothing to lose when we are open and honest in relationships. I don't need anything from you, so I can be open and honest, and I may not even get a good response from you, but that's okay. At least I'm taking care of me, like I'm responsible for my decisions. And to live an open and honest life is what I'm called to do. To be open and honest in relationship can be easy for some and hard for others. If you've encountered any kind of hurt from someone, or you've opened up and you've gotten real with them, and then some kind of rejection took place, it may be hard for you. And you may have a fear of being hurt again. I'm sure that's most of us, right? Most of us have been hurt by at least someone. It's pretty rare that we haven't been. But guess what? We don't have to live in fear. I, t- I said it a couple weeks ago, perfect love casts out fear. So when you walk in intimacy with the Lord, that fear has to go. And you can be real with people and not worry if they're going to reject you or not because you are chosen by him. He has called you his own. He loves you, and his intimacy is enough for you. You don't need something from someone else. But as we get to be filled with the Lord, we get to overflow that love into others, and they get to experience him through us as well. In 1 John, um, 1 John 1, 5 through 7, it says this, This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live uh, out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Being able to come to one another and to confess our sins and not be worried about judgment and condemnation that we're going to get thrown away, that's who I want us to be. I want us to be a safe person for everybody that wants to talk and to be, to be open with. 
You know, I want us to be those people that are saying, I will never walk away from you. No matter what your stuff is, let's go. Let's go on a journey together. A couple years ago, well, no, it was like eight years ago, a long time ago, um, I, I, you know, I moved here and I was, um, I was super broken. And uh, I had learned throughout my life to push things down, to put on a mask, to be what everybody needed me to be. Because if they actually saw my mess, if they actually saw my hurt or my need or whatever it was, then they were going to throw me away. And I actually was told to keep it in, to not actually talk about it. Because people didn't know what to do. They were being honest. They just didn't know what to do with my mess. And so for me, I learned to put on a mask and just be whatever. But when I moved here, I started hearing teachings and I started feeling this love that people were pouring out in my life. And I was like, this is all my stuff starting to come up. And I try really hard to keep it down and don't let myself be seen, really. And I remember standing in uh, Ryan's office back when he had an office. And uh, I remember walking in there one day and I was just crying because I was like, I can't hold it in anymore. Like, I am such a mess. But I was so afraid that he was going to throw me out and say, you can't do this anymore. You can't be here anymore. And so I just was like, okay, I'm dealing with some stuff, but I just got to go. And he's like, no, let's talk about it. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not taking this off. I'm, I can't, nope, I'm not going to tell you my stuff. And he said, Kim, I swear I will never throw you away. And I don't think that anybody's ever said that to me before. But the truth is, I'm still here. And my mask came off a long time ago, and it was messy. But the thing is, I want to be like that for everybody. I don't want anybody to ever feel like they have to put a mask on for me. I want them to be able to be real and vulnerable and tell me what's going on. I will, no matter what, I've said this to so many Anthem students throughout the years, your stuff doesn't scare me, just tell me what it is. We got to bring stuff to the light, but we have to be safe people that can hear that and not throw people away. But that comes out of us living in intimacy and loving people through it all, right? And not throwing them away because he never threw us away. Being open and real and honest with each other, it also means that we get to trust each other to speak those hard things in love. It's not always fun to hear the hard things, right? I don't always like correction. Actually, I don't like it at all. Um, but uh, that's how we grow. And when people love us and they're going to say those hard things to us, it's just because they love us and they don't want to see us sit in that anymore. So I'm going to share a story where um, I'm not very proud of this story, uh, but it changed me. Um, it was years and years and years ago. Um, I had just, I think I had just moved here. It was probably the first summer I was here. And uh, Janice uh, Nelson, I don't know if you all know her, but she was walking through some stuff in her life. And um, I had overheard some things that had happened. And so um, I was with a friend, and they asked me a question of, do you know what's going on with, with Janice? And I didn't know any better at the time, and so I just said, yeah, this. And I basically was gossiping about her. I didn't know any better. I really didn't. Um, and that's not an excuse. That's really, this was my life. It was, I was always gossiping, and I didn't realize that it was gossip. And so um, a couple days later, 
this friend and I were sitting in my office and Janice came in and she, she shut the door and she said, can I talk to the two of you? And uh, I was like, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> and she said, uh, I, she just started to cry a little bit and she said through tears, she said, you guys hurt me and I love you, but I needed you to know that you hurt me. And I was like, what? I would never hurt Janice. Like, who hurts Janice? Right? Like, she is the nicest, most loving woman ever. And I thought, what did I do? And she said, you gossiped about me to, this, to your friend here. And I, so, you know, we brought it all up, and I was, like, devastated. Because I hurt my friend. And the thing that I learned in that moment um, was that, one, she first, she didn't go to anybody else. She came directly to me. She didn't go talk about it with people and say, hey, Kim did all this. She just came directly to me and said, hey, this is not okay. We don't do that here. But she also spoke some hard stuff to me, and it was because she loved me, and she didn't want me doing this anymore. And I thought, man, what a gift of a friend to tell me some hard things. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have worked really hard to not do that anymore because I never want to hurt anyone and talk about them. And gossip, you know, Garris used to say it all the time when, when I first moved here. He's like, we don't accept gossip here at all. Like, we cut it off. It doesn't happen here. And I thought, man, that is so cool because that's all I've ever known. In church, that's all I've ever known. But I think that we get to be those friends that, one, we get to say the hard things in love to each other. And we get to, to honor that person and say, hey, this isn't acceptable, and God has so much more for you. Because really what she was saying was, stop doing this because it's not God's heart for you. This is. So she was calling me to who I'm called to be. But also, we, don't, we get to be those friends that don't go to other people and say all these things have been happening, but we actually go directly to the person that's hurt us and say, let's talk about it. Because I don't want any division between me and you. And I don't want to go talk about it with anybody else so that they have a division between me and the, or them and that person. Does that make sense? Healthy relationships are an overflow of intimacy with the Lord. And when we have relationships of openness and honesty, it allows us to drop the mask and the image we unconsciously present to the world. In this way, we live a conscious, in conscious freedom and joy before people as we do before God. Accepted in the beloved, accepted in the body, accepted by self. The third thing is believing the best. This is a phrase that I heard a lot when I first moved here, and I had never heard this before, but Garris would say this over and over. He'd say, let's believe the best about the person, but not be surprised by the worst. And I didn't completely understand it, um, it was a phrase that I, I loved, and I actually wanted to learn, how, how do you believe the best about someone? How we see people is often a mirror image of how we see ourselves. How we accept others is a significant indicator of how our own self-acceptance in Christ, of our own self-acceptance in Christ. We believe the best about others because we believe the truth about ourselves in Jesus. That comes from Intimacy. When we know who we are, we're walking in intimacy with him. He tells us who we are. And then that allows us to believe the best about others and see who God says they are. It is impossible to grow in relationships when living in an atmosphere of disapproval. Believing the best about people is not about ignoring their faults, 
but about recognizing that everyone wants to change and become like Jesus. We are always a work in progress and therefore deserving of mercy and grace and love. Whenever we see Christ in one another, he is present. Choosing to believe the best is a choice that we get to make. It comes from us cultivating a relationship with the Lord, that intimacy with him, and asking God to show us his perspective instead of our own. Because a lot of times we're looking at it from these view, this view right here, and the Lord has so much more that he wants to show you that's going on. He has so much more. I've met with so many people over the years, and they, they'll tell me their problems, and they'll say, it's this person, and this happened, and this, and, and, and it, God is so good to always show me that it's so much deeper than that. And he always gives me those eyes, and he's like, hey, Kim, it's actually not about that. Even though they think it is, it's actually hitting on this. And then I'm able to speak that out, and they get healing in that place, and it heals the situation that's here. But we have got to see things through God's eyes because our own perspective is not helping us out. It's just causing division. When we are believing the best, we are not seeing the person for who they are in the moment, but we are believing that they can be the person that he sees them to, to be and he calls them to. Who does the Lord say they are? Not who do I see them as right now in their faults. I know that there are many of us that have been broken and we've been beat down and we've been betrayed. We've been wounded by other people or um, groups of people and we're hurting and we don't even know how do we live in community. But it all comes first from like entering into that intimacy with the Lord. People are flooding through these doors on a weekly basis. And we have a choice to be those that are living in intimacy in the overflow of our life, be loving and accepting and walking with every single person that walks through these doors instead of being the person that keeps hurting them, keeps adding on to what they've already walked through. I want to see us be that amazing family that people are like, I am so loved all the time and I'm a mess up, but it's okay, people love me. That's what we get to live out everywhere we go in this valley. People are not being accepted for what they're walking out. They are being rejected and they are being hurt. But we get to live the opposite of that. We get to love them no matter what they're walking through and call them to a deeper relationship with Jesus because it's all that God, they're longing for. It's why they're doing what they're doing. It's because they're empty inside and they're trying to figure it out. They need Jesus. They need an intimate relationship with him. And we get to offer that to them. I felt like the Lord um, was just talking to me um, specifically for two different groups, men and women. <laughs> Shocking. I know, right? So, but I wanted to share just a couple things. Like, for women, I want to talk to you guys just for a second. So men, this isn't for you, but women, this is. I know that it can be hard for women to trust women because um, it's been hard our whole lives. Not often do you hear someone say, I've never actually really struggled with women. Most women have a hard time being friends with women and opening up because we've been hurt, because there have been, there's been gossip, there's been whatever. But I, I want to challenge us as women that we would go before the Lord and say, are there any places in me that are holding me back from being in relationship with other women? 
any hurts in me that you need to, to, to heal, any judgments that I need to break off of women in general. Because I think that we can say women are catty or gossipy or we can't trust them. And so because of it, we just believe that that's true and it holds us back from actually walking in intimacy with other women. But the Lord wants to break those walls down and it comes from us saying, I'm breaking off these vows that I've made. I'm breaking off these judgments and I'm forgiving the women that have hurt me before. And I'm going to choose to walk in intimacy with you, Lord, and that let the love that you're pouring out in me love the women that are around me. There are so many women that want relationships with other women, but they are so afraid. So let's be those that get to go and just embrace them and say, I don't need anything from you. I just get to love you. You're amazing, and I want to love you. And men, this is for you. I really, um, because I'm not a man, I, uh, I know, shocker. Uh, I really don't, I don't know um, what it's like uh, for you guys, but what I've seen, what I've observed, is that men are really good at small talk with each other, um, but when it actually means going deeper, that doesn't happen too often. The actual openness and the, the being vulnerable and real with each other, I don't see that take place very much. And that breaks my heart, honestly, because I know of a lot of men in this room that are dying to be known by other men that want relationship with other men but you don't know how or maybe you've tried to put yourself out there and it hasn't been received very well or there's not a lot of follow-through and I have just been praying that that would change for you guys I, I was praying about it and I was asking the Lord and I felt like he just said that first it comes from you walking in intimacy with the Lord and actually letting his love fill you. Because then that is where you begin to start liking yourself and liking who God made you to be. Because the thing that I know about the majority of men, because I don't know every man in here, but I'm telling you guys, you guys are worth being known. You are worth being known. And I'm not talking that you like this football team. That's great that you like them and whatever, or you're really good at working on cars or whatever. I'm saying the, the real true you is worth being known. But it's going to take you getting out of your comfort zone a little bit, walking in intimacy with the Lord and saying, I'm going to try again. I'm not going to quit until I have friends that know me. And we're, we're doing our best to provide different things. You know, sons and brothers is coming up again and in the year. And, and that is an amazing thing. And I've, I, I cry every time I think about sons and brothers because I think, man, these guys, I just want them to go deep with each other. But it's going to take you taking those steps and saying, Lord, first let me encounter you and let me know who I am. And then let me encounter my brothers. And I don't know what it looks like. I, I really don't. But the Holy Spirit will tell you what it looks like. But you guys, we need you to walk together. We need you to go deeper together. It's healthy. And it's so, ah, this valley needs this. So that's what I'm praying. All of this starts from us encountering him first. It all starts from us just saying, Lord, I want to know you more. And I invite you into every area of my life. And it, it starts, um, 
with us just encountering that intimacy because that's when we are able then to love one another and start building relationships with one another that are built on openness and honesty. And we get to believe the best about each other because we see each other the way God sees us instead of what the world may see. We are in a community of people that are able to change this valley because people are going to look at our healthy marriages. They're going to look at these relationships that we have with one another, and it's what they're longing for too. But it all comes back to they're really longing for Jesus. And so as they're drawn to that, we get to show them who he is and how incredible he is and how much love he has for them. So if you guys want to stand, we're going to close this out. I'm just going to pray. Lord, we are so, we're so honored that you would want to even know us. God, I thank you so much that you love each one of us in this place. You love us right where we are. You love us in our mess. You love us on our good days. You're constantly pouring out your love upon us. And Lord, if we're um, not experiencing that intimacy with you right now, I pray that, that you would encounter our hearts so that we would know what it's like in our hearts, not our minds, but in our hearts, deep in us, what it means to be filled with your love. Lord, we want this love to overflow in every relationship that we have. We want to stop looking like the world, and we want to look more like you, Jesus. We want our relationships to reflect who you are. And so I pray right now, if there is any strife among us with anyone, I pray that you would bring that to our minds and that we would begin to, to reconcile with them. That we would, we would go to you first and say, what do you say about this relationship? What do you say about my friend? How can I love them well? Jesus, we want to see relationships healed. We want to see no division anymore in this body, in this valley, in this nation. We are done with division. And so we ask Jesus, start with us. Be everything to us and let that flow into every relationship that we have. Thank you, God. Thank you that you are enough for us. We love you. Amen. Um, if you need some extra prayer, I'm just going to ask ministry team to come and be available, and um, they'll be on the sides. And then uh, don't forget to pick up your giving statement out at the Welcome Center, and have a wonderful day.